0: Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Mark Job helps us see our lives through a lens of biblical truth.
1: I'm not sure how long you've been struggling to maintain your faith, but I know that it's hard to wait sometimes. But I believe that it's moments like that that God begins to revamp our mental picture. He begins to give us a picture full of faith so that we will begin to remember that God is faithful to His promises.
0: When you consider your own self-image and what you believe about yourself, is it based on the truth of Scripture or the influence of the world? Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and he's also President of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Last time, Mark began a crucial lesson on the subject of self-image, revealing how some of the things we believe about ourselves are more than just untrue, they're destructive. So if we want to live the way God intended... We need that storyboard we have for our lives to be founded on the truth of God's Word. To learn more about this important topic, let's join Pastor Mark Job for part two of his message. It's titled Reenvision Your Life Story.
1: Faith is saying, I know I haven't seen it yet, but it's as good as done because if God has spoken it, I know 100% that it's true, even though I can't feel it or touch it now because I trust the character of God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. What I've discovered is that a lot of people allow their mental image of who they are and where they're going to be dictated by their circumstances instead of dictated by the word of God. I'm not sure who or what Has dictated your storyboard. But if your storyboard is not created in faith by the word of God, then I know that your storyboard is not right. There may be a young woman listening to my voice via radio or even in this auditorium that you're in an abusive relationship right now, and that your your boyfriend has told you, you're no good, you're worthless, you deserve to be hit. You're a failure. If you didn't behave the way you behave, I would never strike you or cuss at you or treat you this way. But because of who you are, this is what you get. You deserve it. You'll never get anything better than this. No one will ever want you. No one will ever love you. No one will ever see worth in you. I'm as good as it gets. You better be glad you have me. And they've brainwashed you into thinking that that is your story and you live with this mental picture without understanding that what God has said over you is that if you have come to know him that you are washed and cleansed, a woman of dignity, virtue, value, worth, made in the image of God. Someone that deserves a lot more, walks with a lot more. If you see yourself in that image, if you begin to embrace the fact that you're a woman created with dignity and value because the image of almighty God has been deposited in you, then you see yourself in a different way. Who has shaped the image of who you are? Who is writing your story? Who has lined up your storyboard? If it's not the word of God, then chances are it's lies coming from somewhere that's created our storyboard. So our challenge is that we have to believe the word of God over our circumstances. We have to start believing what God says over us more than our circumstances say over us. You may come to me and say, Pastor, I've sinned so much. I have a past. I, I don't think I can ever Get rid of the stain that's on my soul. I've done things that are unthinkable. I've betrayed people, lied. I've hurt people. And I don't think my soul can ever be cleansed. I've had people tell me that. Had a guy one time stop me in the hallway of this church and he said to me, I have something to tell you, pastor. He said, you know, I've served time. I said, yeah, I know you serve time. he said, do you know why I serve time? I said, not really. I try not to ask. He said, I serve time because I killed someone. He said, I live with that haunting guilt every day of my life. I don't know if God could forgive me. I said to him, Listen, I don't know the circumstances, and I'm sure you cause a lot of pain to some family. But I know this, there is nothing that you could ever do that the blood of Jesus cannot wash and cleanse away. You see, I know that without a shadow of doubt. Now there's consequences, and you had to go to jail because of it. But if your sin is greater than the blood of Jesus, then it means that there's sin that not even God can wash away. And my Bible says that the blood of Jesus has power over any sin, background, damage, failure, mistake in our life. There is nothing that the blood of Jesus Christ cannot utterly wash away. The Bible says, though your sins be as scarlet, I can make them as white as snow. And so you may feel like you're not forgiven but that's when you need to go to the word of god and if you've repented and received christ and repented of your sin and turned turned around the bible declares over you you are forgiven You may not always feel like a child of God, but if you've given your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, you are a child of God. Listen, whether you feel like it or not, it doesn't take away the fact that you're a child of the living God. You need to believe the word above your circumstances. You may feel at times like I'm alone in this world, but the Bible declares that if God is for us, who can be against us? That God will never leave us or forsake us. So you may feel like you're alone, but the truth is the word of God declares. Declares that you are not alone, and that's when you believe the word above your circumstances. You may believe that there are situations in your life that are hopeless, but the Bible declares that God is the God of all hope, and that there's no situation that's hopeless when you serve God, so you believe the word of God above your circumstances. Now I know this is very difficult to do, especially if you've been in a long waiting room. And you say, Pastor, well, I've been waiting for a long time. And it gets really, really, really hard to wait a long time, which leads me to my third point. Not only do we need a fresh awakening and faith to believe the word above our mental picture, but we also need perseverance to maintain confidence even when it doesn't match our circumstances. You see, when God speaks to Elijah, he says, Elijah, I love what he tells him. Elijah complains, gives him his story, and God looks at Elijah and he says, Elijah, go back the way you came. And as God tells Elijah, I want you to go back and face your problems, and I want you to Take this storyboard with you. And in God's story, God wins. 7,000 haven't bowed their knee. And Elijah fulfills his purpose. That's God's storyboard. None of Elijah's circumstances had changed except the fact that God had spoken his word into his life. When Elijah exited the cave... None of his circumstances that led him to the cave had changed. The only thing that had changed was Elijah's attitude towards his circumstances, because now he was believing the word above his mental picture. Some of you are asking that God would change your circumstances, and God is saying, no, I'm not going to change your circumstances. I'm going to change you to face your circumstances. Some of you are saying, oh, Lord. I would have joy if I just worked for a different job. And God's saying, no, I'm going to give you a different attitude and the same job. Some of you are saying, Lord, I'd be so happy if you changed my husband. God, change him. And God's saying, no, you're going to go back to the same husband but I'm going to give you a different attitude so that you can face the challenges of your husband in a different way. Do you understand? That God doesn't always change our circumstances, but he sends us back into our circumstances now believing his word. And while we're waiting for the change to happen, we have to keep going back over and over to confidence in his promise and confidence in his word. And let me tell you what happens during this time. God is changing us. You cannot go through a long period of waiting for the promise of God to come without it changing you on the inside and doing something to you. One of the best illustrations of this in all of scripture, I think, is the story of Abraham. Abraham is considered the father of faith. He's considered the father of faith because of his incredible belief, even though he struggled and there are times when he doubted God, he, he, he doubted the way that God was going to provide. He kept going back and saying, I'm going to believe you anyways. I'm going to believe you anyways. And you know the story that God called Abram and Sarai to to a land, to leave the land that he was in. And he said, I'm going to take you to a land. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to populate the land with your descendants. And your descendants will bless the entire world from generation to generation. At the time, Abram and Sarah were childless. So Abraham told Sarah, God has promised we're going to have a family that's going to bless the entire world. She was excited about it. One year passed. They did everything they were supposed to do. They put in baby orders and nothing happened. The second year, she went to look at her pregnancy test. Maybe this is the month and no baby. The third year, maybe this is the year they got all excited. No baby. The fourth year, no baby. Fifth year, no baby. Sixth year, no baby. Seventh year, no baby. Eighth year, no baby. Ninth year, no baby. Tenth year, no baby. Ten years from when the promise was given, Abraham started to get a little discouraged. He told God, well, God, maybe you want to make my inheritance happen through my servant. And so he said, maybe through this servant, my descendants will come. And God said, no, your descendants will come from your own loins, from you. They'll come out of your descendants. This is not the way. Abraham struggled, and in their struggling halfway through this process, Sarah said, I'm never gonna have a baby. Why don't you take my servant girl and have a baby with her? Maybe God will use her to create descendants. And sure enough, she got pregnant. But God said, that is not the way That I'm gonna bring about descendants. I promised you, and I will keep my promise. 24 years later, Abraham and Sarah still did not have a baby. How long have you been waiting? How long have you been fighting in faith for the things that you're believing God for?
0: listening to a message from Mark Job here on Bold Steps Weekend, and the message will continue in just a moment. First, I want to invite you to join a very special trip that Mark will be taking in just a few months. This May, Mark, Dr. Crawford Loritz, and Dr. Michael Radelnik are taking off on a 10-day messianic adventure through the heart of Israel. They'll be trekking through the streets and hillsides and shepherd fields where Jesus walked, taking in the sights and sounds of the Holy Land, and we want you to become part of that adventure. To register and learn more about this incredible opportunity, visit our website, boldstepsweekend.org. Now, back into our message from Mark Job. It's titled Reenvision Your Life Story.
1: I want you to see what God did with Abram. First of all, God changed Abram's name to Abraham. Scholars tell us that Abram means great, Abraham means the father of a great nation. So imagine being a childless couple and everybody knows that now you've changed your name to the father of a great nation. So when you go to eat at the restaurant downtown, they say, sir, what's your name? My name's the father of a great nation. Well, you must have a lot of kids. No, none. Every time Sarah called him for dinner, he said, father of a great nation, time to eat dinner. Every day he was reminded. God was reminding him, I am a God that fulfills my promises, and I want you to remember what I've called you to. Never forget, do not let your faith be overcome with fear. Do not let doubt overshadow what I plan to do in your life. Remember, I'm going to remind you day after day. I'm going to remind you week after week. And then God said to Abram, it tells us in in Genesis chapter 15, That Abraham was weakened because it was taking so long. And so God decided that he would give Abram a new mental picture. And so he took Abraham out on a clear Middle Eastern night. And he invited Abraham to look at the stars. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 5, God says to Abraham, Now look towards the heaven and count the stars. Now I know in Chicago you think you can count the stars. We look to the sky and we say, one, two, I count ten. But that's because you can't really see all the stars. Have you ever been to another state? Come on. And you look up to the star and you're from Chicago and you say, wow, well, I never knew there were so many stars. You literally see billion. there are billions of stars, trillions of stars in the sky. I can imagine Abraham going out and starting to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, he gets to 200. Did I count that one or not? Let me start over. He can't count them. He looks at the stars and God says, I want you to get this picture in your mind. Your children will be like the stars in the sky. Remember that. What was God doing? God was replacing the mental image of infertility with the image of multiple multiple children god was giving abraham a new picture to grasp as he thought about his future and so i believe that abraham would when he introduced himself he would say my name is abraham the father of a great nation i believe that in times of discouragement when he saw fathers taking a stroll with their children he would remember the stars yeah i'm gonna be the father of a great nation When young mothers proudly introduced their newborn babies, he would remember, yeah, but one day I'm going to have a baby boy too. He would remember the stars. When his wife Sarah would cry herself to sleep at night, longing for a family, wondering when she was going to have a child, he would remember the stars. When he looked at his 100-year-old face in the mirror and looked at the deep wrinkles in his face, And his hunched back and his walk that was no longer the walk of a young man as he looked at that image that image looked like a man that would never be able to have a child that in the natural would be impossible but when he looked at his wrinkled face he would remember the stars yeah that's my mental image but one day I will be the father of a great and mighty nation you see the image of faith had to overcome the image of doubt and the image of fear and the image of discouragement and one day when abraham turned 100 years old and sarah was 90 years old she came out and she said abraham i'm eating a lot of chocolate i i, I think it's happening 90 years old bringing her servant girl over and say yeah touch you feel the lump it's happening 90 years old she's becoming great with child people are looking at them thinking that's weird <laughs> the natural overcome by the supernatural faith trumping over fear 25 years later 25, I'm not sure how long you've been struggling to maintain your faith. I'm not sure how long you've been struggling to cling to a promise that God has given you. I'm not sure how long you have been getting a hold, waiting for that check that you know that's coming or or believing the word that's been declared in his scripture over you, how long it's been. But I know that it's hard to wait sometimes. It's hard to keep believing sometimes. But I believe that it's moments like that that God begins to revamp our mental picture. He begins to give us a picture full of faith so that we will begin to remember that God is faithful to his promises. In fact, I believe that God delights in erasing our old pictures and drawing a new picture for us. You see, second Corinthians chapter five says, therefore be always of good courage, knowing that while we are at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. A few years ago I had a woman and her husband walk into my office. When she got married, she was all excited, full of vision and hope for her marriage. Her husband had made some decisions that had caused her to lose trust and she sat in my office and she said to me i don't know what i don't feel i can gain trust again i feel like a bruised battered broken bride i don't have a clear image that our marriage can be a reflection of god and that we can serve God together and really go into the future together. I try to believe, but I just don't see it anymore. I've lost the radiance, she told me. I could tell she was sincere and I could tell her husband was genuinely wanting to go forward. I walked over to my office wall and I said, I'm going to do something a little strange here, but I'm going to this is the image that you have. A bruised, battered, broken bride. I want just just to erase it for a moment. Can you do that? I'm going to erase it there. So I, I move my hand over the wall as though I were erasing that picture. I said, I don't believe that picture is from God. I believe that picture was birthed in a moment of fear. In a moment of discouragement and disappointment. That's not a God picture. That's a fear-filled picture. Now... I'm gonna tell you the picture that I see in you. I see a woman sitting in front of me that is bruised, but is a brave, bold, beautiful warrior. Woman fighting for the destiny of her marriage. And the battle's intense, but she's battling for the destiny of her marriage. And so what I see, oh, I see a warrior woman that says this is my family and it's hard and I'm discouraged, but I'm going to fight for the future of my family until I see God deliver my family into what he called us to be. That's the image that I see. And I believe that that's what I see in you. And I believe that that's what God is speaking in you and she walked out of that office I'm gonna try to keep that image in my mind I'm happy to say they're doing great right now she fought for her marriage and they came out of that season but but she had to change the mental picture that she was living with I don't know what mental picture you're living with some of you have pictures in your mind that have been painted in moments of crisis discouragement or fear Today God is saying, I want you to erase the image that you've been living with. And I want you to allow my Holy Spirit to draw a new image in your mind that's built and painted with the brushstrokes of faith and the promises of the Word of God. And to begin to trust the promises that God has spoken over you and not your fear-filled imagery.
0: Gaining a truer vision of ourselves and our futures. That's the message from Pastor Mark Job here on Bold Steps Weekend. Today's lesson is titled, Reenvision Your Life Story. And if you've been feeling stuck in a place of negativity and doubts, questioning the goodness of God's plan for your life, there's a special resource we'd like to send you. It's a book written by Mark that's designed to go hand in hand with this teaching series. It's called, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call. In this inspiring resource, Mark reveals seven biblical principles that will help you identify the spiritual snares that you may have fallen into and what you can do to break free and get back on track. We'll be happy to send you a copy of this bold action gift when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. Once again, the book is called Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call. And if part of your call this year is to take a new step in reaching others with this truth and encouragement from the gospel, we invite you to join our outreach efforts by becoming a bold partner. Your monthly gift helps put the truth of God's word on the air through your local station and to other new listeners across the world. And you can give a gift of any amount one time or sign up to become a monthly bold partner when you visit our website at boldstepsweekend.org or just give us a call at 866-535-5580. Again, that's 866-535-5580. Well, that's all our time we have today. I'm Wayne Shepard. On behalf of the entire Bold Steps Weekend team, I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. But be sure to join us again next time when Mark teaches the importance of confronting the parts of our past that we've been trying to avoid. That's next time, here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.